With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glasser coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, of course, the great folks at Sinblades.com. Go ahead and transform your lawn today into something much more magical than it is already at Sinblades. If you're in the Southern California area, of course, Sinblades with a Y.com. Our good friends at Lakersball.com, go ahead and check out Ox1947 as he roams the halls of Lakersball.com. Also, our good friends. Of course, Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. It is Laker Tom, and you can find him at Lakerholics.com, plus our good friend Jamie Sweet, plus here on YouTube. We're almost to 500. I mean, we're getting subscribers even when we're not on the air. And I really, truly appreciate everyone out there subscribing to our shows. Cannot thank you enough. Plus our good friends of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, and if you can support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Thanks, everyone, for joining us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. It is the Lakers Fast Break. Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here along with Joe Sorrow from Simblades and LakersBall.com. And the Magic Man with Magic Man in the morning. That's coming up for you tomorrow, so look forward to that. But the Lakers, coming back post-All-Star break, had a tall task. And it is a tall task. The next 23 games, the rest of the season, the most important regular season games, how would they handle themselves? In the start of these 23 games, well, again, it started tonight against the Golden State Warriors at the Crypt. And I'll tell you what, even though D'Angelo Russell did sprain an ankle, tweaked it, I guess, on a play with Dante DiVincenzo, 
wasn't even in bounds when he uh, actually sprained it. Only played nine minutes, but that didn't stop the rest of the crew. And you would think with LeBron having an absolutely terrible game, five for 20 shooting, 13 points overall, even though he had nine re rebounds and eight assists. Anthony Davis didn't pick up the flack. 12 points, 12 rebounds, two block shots. It was the rest of the team, as we envisioned after the trades made by Rob Palenka, Malik Beasley, hot shooting, 7-11 uh, from three, 25 points. Again, 7-11 from beyond the arc. Austin Reeves, 6-6, six of six, 17 points. Dennis Schroeder chipped in with 13. Mo Bamba with a couple threes, 10 points and 13 rebounds. And the Lakers, really a great effort in going ahead. And I'll tell you what, they did a great job in keeping ahead of the Warriors with a strong first quarter, and they never looked back with the Lakers winning 124 to 111. And here today to talk about the game, Three great guys, indeed. First up is the first man here, even though they, everybody seemed to blink out. It is the magic man, Sean Grice, the guy who's going to be here tomorrow in the morning. Magic man in the morning. Magic man, great to have you here. Wanted to go ahead and hear your thoughts on the game. Again, the Lakers, we were worried about the time when LeBron and AD would be out of the game and how the Lakers were handle it. I will say now, and as I said, I'm so glad I was wrong on the playback because I thought it was doomed for the Lakers when they were only up seven and LeBron and AD were out of the game. But I guess Darvin Ham knew something that we didn't, and the Lakers went on a nine-point run and never looked back. Yeah, Gerald, like for, for whatever reason, it just feels like that third quarter is like a Vincent Price movie with the Damocles just hanging over the Lakers. It's just... It's just a matter of time, and uh, like you said, when when you when uh, both of them are just sitting on the bench, we were uh, um, Gerald was uh, ruminating about the fact that here we go again. It's the same old story. They're yeah. gonna get rolled in the four minutes they're gone, and the lead's gonna go from sixteen. And they're gonna be down by ten, and that didn't happen. Um, Austin Reeves uh, played very well, very well tonight. He perfect was from the field. Yeah, perfect from the free throw line. Um, he had four assists, and he well, had me, zero. Let, let, well, zero let me break turnovers. this down. Let me break this down real quick. Uh, Austin Reeves a plus ten. Dennis Schroeder a plus twelve. Mo Bamba a plus eight. Plus twenty six for Malik Beasley. LeBron James a plus twenty two. And Jared Vanderbilt, a plus 16. So there you go, my friend. Uh, absolutely, Gerald. And and eight Lakers scored du in double digits. Mm -hmm. And Austin Reeves was the only one who didn't play more than 20 minutes. He played 19. And Rui Hashimura chipped in with 14 himself. Absolutely. So this was the best collective effort they've had all year. Yeah. And obviously, the trade has already paid dividends this team is uh, very capable, even if LeBron and – see, LeBron and AD both had off nights tonight, and they were still able to score over 120 points. I don't think we could say that with, with uh, a surety when Russell Westbrook was running the point. Um, so, Gerald, I mean, this is a breath of fresh air. It yeah. really is. 
Um, and I was, I was very happy that it was a collective effort. They were playing team ball from the jump and I'm, I'm, you know, I said they needed to punch them in the mouth and I was hoping for a 30 point win, but they did punch them in the mouth tonight. That they did indeed. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win pulling away from a 124 to 111. Also here today, guy I talked about earlier. He is the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. That is on Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out his latest article on why Rob Palenka, after two years of bumbling moves, finally started to make some good ones. And you can check it out today at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, I know you're happy. I know Jamie Sweet, who is on with Joe and I until 2 o'clock in the morning, talking about the Lakers, is probably happy. But after you see a performance like this, you think the Lakers now have some renewed interest and, and feel that maybe they can go ahead and in these next 10 important games with some really tough opponents up ahead, they can still see their way through to the playoffs. I think tonight was a game that happened just exactly like I was hoping it would happen. Um, I thought LeBron and AD would play better, to be honest. Um, but it was rewarding to see that the team really picked up the slack. Um we don't have that ability to do that before. Um, and, you know, when I look at the roster and you look at guys like the fact that that Walker's out of the rotation now, and uh, Gabriel's out of the rotation now, Max Christie is out of the rotation now. Um, we're a very deep team. And uh, it's always tough when you play a rival opponent who's missing their two main players. You know, and so there's that it's hard to pounce on those types of teams. And uh, especially when it's a team that has four guys, they're, they're going out there with a center and four guys that are going to run around like crazy looking to get open. And so it's those are the tough those are the toughest guys in the world to guard because you're always running around. I was listening to Kevin McHale on Sirius XM talk about how how much tougher it was for the big men underneath and how much more energy they had to exert back in his day, you know, than the guys who are just standing around in the perimeter. And obviously, Mikhail never had to guard one of those guys like on the Warriors who were always running in perpetual motion. So um, I thought we, you know, the, the garbage time sort of hurt our defensive rating for the game because I thought we played pretty good defense all around um, up until, you know, the end when it started to be exchanging threes. Um, I haven't looked at the... Uh, uh, I watched the game with my wife, so I haven't looked at the uh, at the box score or anything to see, you know, what the what the percentage. I think we did really well from three. Uh, I heard them say twenty six of. Lakers finished uh, from the three point area sixteen of 30, 53 percent overall. Mm -hmm. Sixteen of thirty, only thirty, huh? Mm -hmm. That's surprising because we average thirty one now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and we, but the we difference is you have somebody who can make them, and that was what's great about yeah. Beasley. Right. Hey, bomb, bomb, bomba, bomba shot. Bomba made two of his four bombs. Yeah, the the big thing about it is, and and Van Gundy made the point extremely well during during the broadcast that the reason that guys like Beasley are so dangerous is because they could hit five or six or, or seven threes like he did tonight. Very streaky. Nobody's nobody's gonna nobody's gonna game plan for a guy who takes two or three threes a game, even if he shoots 50 percent doesn't hurt you you know and you know what i love tom he called for the ball several times yep. 
We haven't had shooters this year that have been screaming or yelling at LeBron AD to pass the ball. Uh, and and it's a funny thing, too, because this is a team that there will be games when LeBron and AD have to carry us. Make no mistake. But uh, they don't have to force it like they used to do it. And and that that could go a long way down the road toward how fresh they are in the playoffs, how, how few minutes they might play compared to a normal situation, and how dangerous the team becomes because it's it's not just tied to the superstars. Um, we actually have guys now who complement and fit things. And, and you know, it, it's just so remarkable when you think about it. I mean, that's why I wrote that article that here we have the guy who made one of the biggest bungles, you know, as a general manager in, in basketball by ignoring fit completely and trading for Russell Westbrook. And, and yet he was given an extension, you know, um, allegedly partly, partly so that Darvin Ham would feel comfortable that his general manager was not going to change halfway through his contract. But, but really it was, a, it was, I look at it as somehow he, she, he didn't get the blame for this whole situation. I don't know whether Jeannie was the one Jeannie's always loved Russ and she's the one who vetoed this trade before the trade deadline, you know, to, for Miles Turner and Buddy Heal. She was the one who vetoed that trade. Um, maybe Rob didn't want to make that trade. You know, maybe this was LeBron and AD and and Jeannie, you know, saying, hey, let's go for the star. Um, I think you're giving way too much credit to Rob. Yeah. It very well could be. But uh, one way or another, Gerald, he came up oh. with a series of trades that were, that have transformed this team. Not yes. just for this year, but for the future. It's not just that he got six guys, five guys that were immediately in the rotation of the top 10 players in the team, but they were all under 26 years old and they were all pretty good. And we got them for six guys we didn't want and, and a protected first round pick. That was really a steal. Um, and he should get credit for it. Um, I don't know, you know, it, why would they give him an extension after he traded he after he is the general manager in charge for making that trade? Why would they give him an extension? What reason would Jeannie have to do that? You wouldn't do that just to make a coach know that your general manager is under the same duration of contract as you are. Um, Dar- Darwin Ham wasn't being courted by a whole bunch of other coaches, uh, other teams. So I don't know, you know, to me, to me, something's funny about that whole situation. The one thing that we never seem to find out, and even after the fact is, who was responsible for which trade? You know, was it, was it Magic or was it Rob? Was it Genie? Who, who caused the Caruso situation? You know, who, you know, we, we hear that Genie was the one who vetoed the trade for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. But we really don't know the whole inside story of that whole situation and or even who was the decision makers, you know, who was the, who were the people who really mattered in these. It looks to me right now like Rob has been number one, learn from his mistakes. Because he not only got the right players, but he got them at great terms. And he, he didn't he didn't fall for the, <laughs> the last minute, you know, 
Kyrie Irving faint that, that was slipped in by the basketball gods. They said, here, come on, come on, bite on this one. And he, and he didn't, he ghosted him, man. That, that meant a lot to me that he didn't really go that route. You know, when, once we, you know, and especially once he finished the deals and I'm sitting there thinking that we might've never known what great deals we could have had, had he done a Kyrie deal. So thank God that he didn't do the Kyrie deal. So right now it looks like the Lakers have made some moves based. I'm thinking that LeBron is going to be here for at least three more years. You know, they're talking about a three-year window and they built for a three-year window. They wouldn't take anybody who wasn't going to be here by the third year. And they, they went modern. We brought in volume three-point shooters, both both D'Lo and Beasley. Both averaged 15 shots a, a game between the two of them. Um, those are the kind of shooters that people got to pay attention to. And, and I think that Bamba is going to be a great addition from that same standpoint. Um, Rui is, tonight we saw how good he can be at the mid-range shot. He can get his shot off in the mid-range. He reminds me of Kawhi Leonard. He's that efficient, it seems to be, in those shots. So I thought it was a great win. Um, but it was against a team that we had to beat, you know. I mean, if we can play like this against Memphis. Um, you know, I I said at the start that we need a 24-game win streak. We had a one-game win streak before the break, before the All-Star break. We need, we need to act like we want to win this 23 games, every single game. And, uh, and I think we have a chance to win every one of them. You know, we have a pretty easy schedule, really. So, you know, the basketball guys won't let us win all 23, but, you know, maybe we'll win 18. That's so that was your 18 and five. So that's what you're yeah. thinking. We were, we were curious. I actually thought you were going to say 20 and three on the show. I said, Come no, because day. I think that we'll, we'll lose some games at the end that we don't care about that. We're resting people. Okay. You know, oh. we'll yeah. see if that's the case. Yeah. They're not going to, you know, listen, for example, by the time we get to the, to playing the game, you know, against Westbrook and 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 the, the Clippers we'll have things locked up by that point in time and that that may be you know those may be rest games those last three or four games so the record overall I think that I think that we will win our way to the number six seed but we'll need some luck for other teams to there's just so many teams in the way that you know you can't if more than one of, if two or three of those teams in a way also get hot and play really well, um, you know, the good thing is that, hey, we play each other and they all play each other. So, you know, it's, it's a crapshoot. We could come up and, you know, if we, if we have to go to play in round, I think we'll be seven or eight. So we should be able to survive a two, two game situation against those teams. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 124 to 111. The Lakers now go to 28th and 32. They're still 13th, but a half game behind Portland and a full game behind Oklahoma City, which did lose tonight at Utah in overtime. So the Lakers are climbing up the standings little by little. They're closing in. They're a game and a half out of the plan at this point in time, with 10 place being the Golden State Warriors. Also here today to talk about today's game. Good man indeed. You've got to go ahead and check him out as Ox1947 at Lakersball.com. It is Joe Sorrow behind Simblades.com. Tell you what, my friend. All kidding aside, on our playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break live watch party, very impressive win with bad games from both LeBron and AD shooting-wise. It was nice to see the rest of the Lakers, how you envisioned them, start to pick up the slack. Well, the stat of the night for me is 26 minutes for LeBron. And even though he had a bad shooting night, he was a plus 22 so when you talk about those rumors when he was coming out of high school about how he was a combination of Jordan and Magic, you saw you saw the usage rate tonight at, at its at its best at something that has to happen to keep LeBron fresh. He played less than 29 minutes and was effective in terms of the team progress while he was in there. AD was rebounding tonight like Dennis Rodman. I know that they were getting a lot of offensive rebounds, but when he was engaged, he was getting rebounds. I hadn't seen him get in a a while here. I mean, he was stretching. He looked like Stretch Armstrong on a lot of these rebounds. So that was nice to see the effort there. I mean, that, that, uh, there was a sequence, I think in a third quarter where he, he scored and then came back and pretty much, it wasn't a block, but pretty much ruined uh, a, an easy layup. And then I felt like the momentum of the game pretty much went south for Golden for, for the Warriors after that, and they never really recovered. But this was a game that, this is the second game in a row. The Lakers essentially went wire to wire. They beat a team that's not bad, but not good either. And they beat them the way you're supposed to beat a team like this when you're a really good team. If this is what they're going to be, I don't think they're going to hit 53% from three every game, but I would like to see 43%. If that happens, they're in very good shape. But it was the first game. I mean, you're talking about 53%, 16 of 30. Wow. Wow. We have shooters. Holy smokes. Look what happens when you surround LeBron James with shooters. Anyone who never did that for LeBron in all the places he's been, 
you should not be a GM in the league. Every team should have that for a LeBron James. And the Lakers were, even in the title team in 2020, you didn't have really the shooters, but you had guys that had a combination of timely shooting with defense. Guys like Alex Caruso, guys like KCP, Kuzma on the defensive end when his offense was obviously never going to be consistent. But So you got something. Now the difference between this next three is you sort of got the same concept. You have Beasley who can do both. But Vanderbilt's more of a defensive guy who can't shoot. And then you have D'Lo who can shoot, who can't really play that good at defense. So you got a good combination there, similar to what we had, with a little bit more athleticism. So now, and youth. Youth. That's the key here, guys. Rob killed it in this trade, not only in terms of talent, but the youth that he brought in. If Laker Tom is correct in that, LeBron is going to play three more years, which I can't really argue that. When I was seeing his stats at the beginning of the game and I saw 30 points a game, even in an inflated stat era like it is now, that's still pretty damn amazing. And shooting over 50%. Hey, he's not shown us any reason that he's not going to be good. So we got to cross our fingers for AD. Look what happened when AD is playing at 100%. This is the result. If AD doesn't get hurt, how many times have we said that? He doesn't get hurt. This is the perfect team for this for these two guys. The perfect setup. You add a MLE in the summer, someone who's a good glue guy, a good veteran maybe that can add some substance to the team as well. And then maybe we can start seeing if there's a little bit of a run here for the next year or two. But as far as this season, we're going to probably know in about a week, like I told you guys on the last show, we're going to know in about a week if these guys are going to make an impact this year, bad or good. But this was a great way to start. If they win on Sunday against Dallas, I'm going to feel really good about where the direction of this team is going. Because now – you come out the gates two and one against three teams that are ahead of you and in the playoffs. I'll take that. Although a three and O run, these first three games really puts you in the driver's seat. And that's something we'll definitely be looking at coming up starting this Sunday with the Dallas game. And then following that with Memphis two contenders in the Western conference playoff mix here. So definitely looking forward to that. It is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 124 to 111 and Chuck, a very strong showing. Go ahead, Joe. That doesn't even make any sense, but it's funny. <laughs> Youth. <laughs> oh, so maybe, Johnny, maybe, Johnny sorry, maybe is, is one of the LB alumni, and that's funny. So uh, we have a lot of Utes on the team now. <laughs> yes, that we do indeed. What but, is a uh, Ute? Laker Tom, obviously, you got to be encouraged. You got to be encouraged with the victory tonight. Yes. Again, the Lakers will have a tough stretch these next nine games. Of the 23 games, it really looks hard as far as with the nine games they've got upcoming because they're all within teams regarding the playoff mix. You don't get really easy games until you head into the next uh, 13 games after that. But 22 games left. The Lakers are only right now, as of this point, they are only a game and a half out of the play-in mix. Can they get it done? And how soon can they get it done? I think Joe's right that they uh, 
we had, we had a seven game stretch that we're in against teams right ahead of us. So we'd taken down one of those seven games. We got six more to do. So those next six games, those are going to tell you where we're going to be. Because you win those next six games and you count on a little help from, let's say, obviously what we want is everybody else to knock each other off. You know, you want you want the team to upset everybody one after another. You don't want anybody to go on a hot streak. That's that's what you want to, don't want to do because a hot streak is you're not going to catch the guy in a hot streak. The other guys you can catch. And I think if we could, you know, look at the record. If you look at the standings of these, most of these teams, the best teams are doing six and four. A lot of them are doing five and five and four and six. So if you go on an eight and two stretch, you know, or a six and oh stretch in this case, we could, we could, if we win out these next six games, we would have uh, an eight game winning streak. If we have an eight-game winning streak, I guarantee you we'll be in the playing tournament at that point in time. And we'll be knocking on the door of the sixth seed with uh, with uh, 16 games left, I think, something like that. Well, we'll see. Again, it's going to be uh, very interesting. Again, it, it the next nine games, I think, are the key because they all come against teams, Sean, that are in the playoff mix. Afterwards, it does get a little bit easier with the impending matchups against the, uh, you know, Patrick Beverly-led Bulls, which I think the Lakers should take <laughs> two at a zero on that, especially the way Patrick Beverly's, uh, Beverly's been talking. But again, the task is now set in front of the Lakers to get back in this mix. They're a game and a half out with a solid victory on the road in Dallas. They can get that margin even closer. Dallas is going to be a pushover. They they've got uh, they've still got a lot of quality players, um, but I expect you know I, I'm not one for premonitions and all that, but I, I expect them to play with uh, a a dog a dog with a bone effort on Sunday. I've given them momentum. You think Kyrie wants to win that game, Sean? Yeah, he does, Tom. So it's going to be fierce on both sides. Tom's right. Um, it, it, you know, it's going to be a lot of blood, blood and sweat in that game. Um, but I expect us to win because for the first time in about 18 months, Gerald, I could finally say watching the Lakers, they're playing, they're playing like a team. They're not playing like five individuals out there. It's, it's, they're playing on a string, but they're trying to, at least you could see it. You can see the outlines there. They put up 120 points in back-to-back games against teams they should beat, and under you know varying circumstances. Like Tom was saying, the 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 previous show with the 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 um, different variables that have gone on this year to finally have some relative consistency as far as your health and the style of play. Um, it's just a breath of fresh air. The spacing was great. It was crisp. Uh, it felt like the passes have an extra zip on them in the past couple games. So I, I, I think it pretends to, to to a win on Sunday. I really do. I'm feeling confident about it. Do you think that the when I look at the next series of games, I guess the Grizzlies are probably the tougher test, but somehow the Mavericks strike me as a game that 
kind of pivotal because if we can get over that, they're sort of like the first big speed bump on the road, you know. And if you can get over that without damaging your car, you got a good run, you know, to see if you can, you know, run the table on this situation. Our formula before the before the trade deadline was score more free throws and win the points in the paint battle in those two areas to offset how much we lose the three-point shooting battle. Tonight, we won all three differentials. We won the free throws, we won the points in the paint, and we won the, you know, the the three-point shooting contest. So, uh, I mean, they shot 49 times, and we still outshot them by two three-point shots, 16 to 14. I think as we go on that we're going to see the Lakers – I expect that that will that we'll see them shoot maybe 40 threes a game somewhere in that neighborhood because they know it's the volume shooters that are going to the volume shooters have, are the ones that have the gravity that is going to act like a magnet to attract the defenders to them and prevent them from helping out. It looks good for the Lakers, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. I you know, I think that the I think the Dallas game is interesting. I I, I think that here's where we're going to see why Vanderbilt is such an important part about this and why getting two volume shooters rather than one then allows you to play a guy like Vanderbilt. Who's a guy who can guard? Lucas? Because Van, Vander, Vanderbilt can guard a guy like Brendan Ingram, but he can also go out to the three-point line and guard a guy like Triple J when we play the Grizz. And he's, and he's got the physicality and the size and length to be perfect against Luka Doncic. And that that's that's where I, I think that could be the big first test that he's the first player now that we really need to stop. If you can get the ball out of Luca's hand, you can beat that team. Now, obviously you don't want to get the ball out of Luca's hand and give it to Kyrie. <laughs> you know, that's but yeah, but you're right, Especially Tom, in a revenge you, game, that's not you, what you want to see. No, but you'd rather make Kyrie a spot up shooter than a than a, a dribble drive and, and yep. kick out. Uh, facilitator. Well, I mean, how can they play together? They can't really play together other than, I mean, first you put somebody on Kyrie and you stick it to him just like, you know, like they did the pool tonight. Um, yeah, it, make sure it, that, it, yeah. It's a lot like what Gerald was saying earlier. I mean, one of the advantages Brooklyn had was that Kyrie was always had Kevin Durant on the floor. Yeah, right. yeah. So if, if he was a spot up shooter, it wasn't necessarily a disadvantage, but now he's on a different team. Well, but he's got Luca, so it's kind of the same. Kind of the same thing. I mean, the thing about it is that those are. If I, I I played in a high school team with two guys who were twenty five point per game for scores. We never shot the ball, man. I mean, I get two or three shots a game, and and that would be the most that anybody get. You know, and there were only two guys that were double digit scorers on our team ever. You know, I think I had one game with 12 points, something like that, because it was a whole half of garbage time. Um, so it's you know, give credit to LeBron and AD for not demanding the ball, you know, for giving those guys the opportunity to show why we traded for them. Yeah, I think that's important. You know, I think the chemistry. They haven't looked to me like a team. They look at worst. I'd say they look like a team that was maybe rusty because they've been off for a week rather than a team that's 
hasn't played many games together and doesn't have any chemistry because I thought they had great chemistry. They certainly showed it today uh, in a 124 to 111 victory. Joe, your thoughts on this, my friend, again, going to Dallas, uh, you know, obviously they have a lot of momentum themselves tonight after coming off a 30 point victory against San Antonio, but it's been kind of mixed results so far for the, the Luca Kyrie experiment. Your thoughts as the Lakers head into a Sunday afternoon game, 12.30 p.m. Pacific. So please be prepared for that. It's an ABC game right there for you. But your thoughts on what the Lakers need to do, go ahead and do to get the job done in Dallas. We'll exploit their weak defense. The trade helped them offensively, but completely deteriorated what was already a bad defensive team anyways. Yes. Kyrie Irving does not play good defense, or I should say play de- plays defense well. Uh it's just he's just, that's just not part of his game. I don't know if necessarily it's an effort thing, other than just style of play. It's an effort with him because he can when he wants to play play good defense, but it's an effort thing. The Lakers showed for the first time tonight that they didn't need their two stars to dominate. It's been a while since we saw that. That's the one thing I can take out of this game that's been unique over the last year and change. They, LeBron, I felt like it looked like he was barely playing. Every time I looked, he was wearing his black shirt and just sitting there. And you're focused on the game and making sure that the Lakers are playing well. And then you realize towards the end of the game, you're like, you know, LeBron barely played today. And, but he was still effective. And I hope that they can take the momentum here get themselves mentally right the next few days and go into Sunday and understand that they have to win that game. And a lot of the games in the next nine games now are not necessarily create your own destiny, not being able to create your own destiny situations because they are basically playing almost everyone that's ahead of them. So they actually do have a lot of control over their destiny. If they come out of this, at 80%, let's just say they go eight and t- eight and two. You make a huge dent. Another thing that happened tonight, I know it's minimal. I know I'm probably looking ahead a little bit like I did in the last time I said something. But we, we, we got two games up on – we got back two games against the Pelicans. Yes. Because they lost tonight. I think that's also significant. It's something that I'm paying attention to. We're two games out from New Orleans at this Yes. Point. So now we're – we position ourselves, everything's about positioning for the next thing, right? So let's say they bomb out, they don't really play well in the playoffs, and they lose. Uh, before that, it would have to be AD and LeBron getting injured, right? So let's say no more injuries for the top guys, right? Uh, luckily, D'Angelo Russell was, you know, this x-rays are negative. He's going to be reevaluated tomorrow. His tweak looked at least he wasn't running or jumping when he landed on his ankle. I'm going to guess that with some treatment, he'll be back on Sunday. So, with that, if they stay healthy the rest of the way, I feel very confident that they're going to make the playoffs. And then, whatever happens after that, we'll, we'll see. But the next phase is the draft, and the next phase is how we're going to prepare this team for the following year now that we actually have some youth and some legitimate talent that is going to work with this particular team then you know we start we start thinking about that and that's kind of where i'm at i'm thinking playoffs draft 
what we're going to do to enhance the situation here even more during the summer, who we're going to sign, who we're going to bring back, who's going to be out there that could be a good veteran leader that can come in and, and, and be a microwave type player. Those are the type of things that we can actually get back to normal stuff here, back to normal stuff instead of dreading everything every minute of the day because we're like, Jesus, is anybody going to get this problem out of our hair? No, no. It took it took an expiring contract and a draft pick that's protected to get rid of these guys. And uh, Yami Sweet called it in the summer. A lot of you guys called it in the summer. We would have had we had to wait till the trade deadline likely to get this thing done. That that water got squeezed out of that towel from all these teams and finally said, "All right, well, well, we played chicken as long as we could. Let's at least get something out of this." And here we are. That's that's where we stand. You know, right the, the thing about the Mavericks game, I was just looking at the schedule. You know, there's several ways of looking at the schedule. You can look at how many games behind you are from the tenth spot or the eighth spot or the sixth spot. Or you can count the number of teams in between, you know, and, and try to figure those things out. Or you can look and say, if you want to be number six, which teams aren't you going to be able to catch? And of the first six teams in the that are at the top of the Western Conference, the number six team is really the only one you're going to catch, probably. Because they're the only one that hasn't really gelled and, and hasn't done something because... The Suns are going to improve, you know. The uh, uh, the Clippers are going to improve. Sacramento is not going to fall that far. Memphis and Denver have got it locked up. Are you sure about Sacramento? Yeah, I'm pretty sure about them because they got 28. They're they're four losses below us already. We'd have to, you know, you have to go all the way. And I think they got the. I think they've won the season series on us already, if I'm not mistaken. That means we got to get five games that you got to make up on them. You know, and so the number six team is Dallas. Yeah, I think we, you know, I think we could probably catch Minnesota and New Orleans, and I think we can catch Utah and Golden State and OKC and Portland. But if we want to get number six, if we don't want to be in the playing tournament, we got to beat the Mavericks. And so Sunday's game is a lot more important than you might think on the first look. And I think we'll hear a lot about that as we go into the game, aside from the the obvious Kyrie versus LeBron whole situation and so forth. If we if we can take them down, that we have to do that. If we want to be, if, if Darwin Ham wants to be in the playoffs without going into the play-in tournament, then we're going to have to beat the Mavs on Sunday. Absolutely. And yeah. I would say that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are due for a mega game. No? Oh, yes. Quite quite certainly correct on that. I mean, the Lakers, again, as I said before, these next 10 games, these 10 games coming out of the All-Star break are the key to the entire season. You know, forget about the back 13. If the Lakers don't win 7 of 10 now against teams in the playoff mix, then you could pretty much count it out. Sean, uh, you know, I want to ask you real quick and then I'll hit it over to Joe. I want to ask you, though, that when you see the Lakers playing like this, it does give you hope. It does give you uh, some impetus to go ahead and say, you know what, the Lakers actually do have a chance. That's very true, Gerald. You know, it does give you hope. And I know, I know Joe doesn't like that word, you know, like the Shawshank 
He like it reminds me of like he's red from Shawshank, and I'm an Andy. I kind of think hope's a good thing. <laughs> Gives people a purpose, goal, reason to wake up in the morning. Let's hope you don't have to wade through a you know whole mile of poo poo before you come out. Yeah, no, time. I would hope not. I would okay. be willing to do that for freedom, though. Did you have okay. to use the word poo-poo? Poo-poo. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I don't want to have to bleep myself. Thank you. Well, you could say bleep. Okay. <laughs> bleep. But yes. Yes. So. Bleep. But that's what sports is. It's it's hope. That's that's what you hope your team wins, right? Only one team ends up winning the whole thing in the end. Unless you're glass half empty, then you're hoping that your team won't win because you want to be right. That's not a terrible way to live. It is. Oh, God. It is. But some people love it. Yeah, it's bitter. It's they, never, they never get let down because they never get up. Because they're, <laughs> they're never going to be winners because they're constantly losers. <laughs> Well, you know what I used to say. I what I told all of my all of the kids that I coached. I said, if you don't shoot, you can't make it. Okay, yeah, simple, baby. But that, that's 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 a world of bitterness right there, Tom. I'm more like I'm more like Pesci. In, somebody, if, somebody just will, wanting to be right it, it, at the expense at the expense of everybody else. Go ahead, Joe. I'm more I'm more Joe Pesci at the end of Casino, fed up and yelling at the the the. The the card. What what do they call those card the, people? What do you mean talking about the, 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 the card dealers? That, yeah, the card dealers. There you go. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> when the lady smiles and he's like, "How the hell do you grin? How the hell do you grin?" <laughs> it's like every little thing will irritate you. <laughs> Anyways, do you take it out on the people around you? Right. Uh, I, I try not to do that on the show because I want to. I do want to project something positive as much as you can. And how can you not from a great game like today? Yeah, it, it's and that's what this is. Uh, we've talked about this. Uh, if you do well, you're going to be complimented. If you stink, uh, you're going to get the riot act. And uh, now there's there's a level of that though. Like if you win ten in a row and then you have a terrible game. Uh, where you get blown out by 20, you're also sitting there like, well, you know, finally hit the wall, you know, so we got to do what we got to, you know, we got to go get ready for the next game. There's there's some context, folks. Context is a very important thing in life, and it's something that people can't seem to grasp. There's a difference sometimes in how you deliver a line, in the same line, depending on the subject and the context and Again, we're try to try to understand that. Try to learn what that means. Go on to the dictionary and read it, and then be around people that don't necessarily agree with what you say and figure out that context. Right? That's it. And then uh, that's that's my uh, TED talk for the night. Uh, I hope I inspired you all to make your life better. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? 
Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 124-111. to 111. We will be back on Sunday. Just to let everybody know that we're going to come back as far as for the afternoon. It's a 1230 game at Dallas on ABC. So we're going to go ahead and check out LeBron versus Luka. Hopefully, D'Angelo Russell will be better. Again, the late word is that the x-rays were negative. It is a tweaked ankle. Freak play coming back onto the court. He's actually still happened. The, the tweak with D with DiVincenzo was actually out of bounds technically uh, when it happened. So hopefully uh, it'll be just a tweaked ankle and he'll be fine come Sunday. We'll see. Sean, before we head on out, you Laker Tom, just real quickly on the next thoughts on what we need to do for the next nine games. What are you thinking? Uh, seven and two, five and four, eight and one, nine and oh. I'm going to say six and three. I knew three, he was going to say nine and no. That's why I left it open-ended. I'm going to say well, six. Let's, let's, here's some new information for you. Lakers were 13th in the last two games. They are 13th in offensive efficiency, and they are second in defensive efficiency hmm. and fourth in net efficiency for the last two games. It's really good. That's – the whole thing is coming together, and they've – they really are playing well for a team that has five new half of the rotation is brand new. Five five of the ten rotation players are brand new players. I would say over the next nine that's years, fit, that's fit working. We would go six and three. All right, I think it's seven and two, Joe. I know you don't like uh, those prediction things. But. Uh, yeah, it's. Six and a half and two and a this half. This is this is one of those things where now you're sounding like you're here in Vegas. This is this is this is one of those things where you're. We've watched them play two teams in back in in separate windows, right? You you had a week and a half, so whatever they whatever they left with in that Pelicans game, and then had a week and a half break. It they continued it, and, and actually even better. Tonight, what does that mean? That means, holy crap, we might have a little bit of an identity now that we're developing, right? Yeah, the identity is that we should win these games if we're playing as good as we are. Yeah, I'm not afraid of Dallas. They're limited to basically two guys that are really good, right? So we have two guys that are really good, and then we have a good supporting cast. And if these guys want to actually make good of this year, you go out there and bust their ass. A lot of these okay. guys have a lot of things to prove as far as contracts. You said Beasley wanted the ball. The, there's no price to that kind of mentality, guys. That's You're yeah. born with that. And not only did he say he wanted the ball, he executed it. It wasn't one of those things where he was Patrick Beverly taking cameras out and Polaroids and doing this. I'm, I'm Patrick Beverly. I'm cool. Yeah. But I'm getting burned by Kevin Durant every time I, I step foot in the court. So the prediction is different now. Now you have a team that has the right parts. And I'm going to go into every game assuming the Lakers are going to be playing the way they've played the last two games. 
And if they win six, seven in a row, that means they're getting it. They got it. We know what a bad loss is, and we know what a good loss is. We know what a, an understanding loss is, especially in an 82-game season. What we need now is only understandable losses. Because obviously, I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to win 23 in a row. That's not, uh, I should say 24 if you count the Pelicans game. That's not going to happen. I mean, that's that's a 1% chance. So we know they're going to lose a game here. But if they're going to play like they've played the last two games, you have to, you're going to have to win 75% of these games. Like Jamie said last night, 75 games. Every fourth game, you lose one the rest of the way. And I think that will get them a six or seven for sure. We will definitely see what happens, but it all started tonight with a 124 to 111 victory. The Lakers looking really good together. Hopefully D'Angelo Russell is okay. And we'll be back for the Sunday game, which we will be back for at playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Join us for all the fun at the Lakers live watch party on Sunday. And then afterwards Sunday afternoon, Join us for a Sunday afternoon post-game report from, of course, right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Any questions for us, just go ahead and check us out on social media. Uh, you can go ahead and ask us there, over right below on YouTube if you're watching us there. Facebook, if you're watching there, we get the comments. A great way to go ahead and end it is thank a new subscriber. Daniel, thank you for subscribing while we were live on the air tonight. Truly appreciate it. But last but not least, before we head on out, Friday, we've got a big special for everyone out there because dun, 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 Magic Man in the Morning the, starts tomorrow, the debut of Magic Man in the Morning. So hopefully everyone out there will at least catch the replay. If you can't catch it live, it's going to be right there for you at the Lakers Fast Break on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. But once again, the Lakers do win 124-111. to 111. We'll be back on Sunday and also Magic Man in the Morning on Friday. Check it out with us. It's the best post game in town and the best Lakers chat anywhere, as always, right here at the Lakers. Fan.